the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, and we're ready to talk gardening with you. Just call us at 308-8867, 308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Is Calvin asleep over there? I think so. He looks deep in thought. <laughs> deep into my uh, phone here. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, 308-8867. You're, uh, we had someone who brought up a problem uh, that can kind of get us started and left it with Trace. Uh, um, and it's a problem that we've talked about for the past three weeks. That's right. We're seeing it. Uh, <laughs> and I, I guess we missed it last year, because, or last two years, because we've had good, well-timed rains. And the crepe myrtles are all putting on new growth, and that translated into... Uh, Blooms plus the temperatures have been mild. Well, this year it's not hasn't been as easy as as that on the crepe myrtles. In this this situation, it, they had just transplanted this second year after transplanting, and they had replaced. They, it was they live right here in Boverde, and they taken out a whole bunch of the rock and basically made a a, a, a potting mix kind of uh, yeah, bed. That's not good. Yeah. And it, it did all right that first year when there was p- plenty of moisture and uh, um, maybe some nutrients from the organic material in there. But uh, this year it wasn't putting on any new growth, and so but it, um, relatively easy to deal with. Uh, some extra water, water uh, instead of every four weeks, water every week for a while. Yeah, and then some slow-release lawn fertilizer to kick. To give some nutrients, uh, put some nutrients in that soil, a little bit like a, a container with uh, potting mix, wonderful texture, but uh, and well drained, but uh, no nutrients. So, yeah. so you had to you carries copious amounts of uh, osmocote or some soluble fertilizer. So that, but that that's what we've been faced with. If you got crepe myrtles that aren't putting on new growth, you aren't going to get any blooms. And some of them, some of them are uh, just a it's a varietal difference. Yeah, but it seems that most of them should be booming now. Right. So. Uh, yeah, and uh, the the important thing is, is water at this time of the year. You, I, I, oh, by the way, you made the uh, the light of the free throw paper. Yeah. 
uh, came out Wednesday, July 5th. I guess this is last Wednesday. And uh, I, I was going to tell you that uh, our, our message suggested that you need to uh, write an article on watering at this time of the year. Watering during droughty condition. And then I started reading this. And uh, that's what you've done. Is is that he write? He says it as well as as we can go through it in the show. But uh, we've had several. We're beginning to see plants brought up. Like uh, yesterday, a guy brought. I don't think he he didn't make it on the air, but he brought up a, a branch of uh, newly planted holly. And uh, and. Uh, when he walked up to it, uh, Judy had already told him that it needed more water. And he went, went into this, uh, oh, no, it gets plenty of water. Sprinkler. <coughs> sprinkler from the yeah. sprinkler. And, uh, and so she, she, would, she didn't argue with him. She just brought him up here. Let you uh, argue with him? <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't argue. As they were walking up with the, with the branch in there, uh, I said, the only thing that'll do kill your pond holly like that is drought, lack of water, and that was uh-huh. that was the end of the conversation. And that, but that point Jerry's making is that those <clears throat> that water is gonna get in that root ball, and uh, being at the you know 25 feet from the emitter of the sprinkler, and uh, you know one inch deep. A penetration on the water is not yeah. going to do it. Yeah, I, I I don't think I can say it any better than you said it here. It says the new uh, for newly planted trees and shrubs to survive the July heat, they need to be watered generously. Uh, watering from the lawn sprinkling is usually not enough. Uh, we say that over and over and over, but people, uh, I guess they don't want to. Special have some special water there, uh, especially newly planted shrubs and things like that. Uh, the water needs to be applied directly to the root ball with a pail or hose every week. Remember that. Uh, that's important. The water needs to be applied directly to the root ball with a pail or hose every week or uh, what they call a bubbler or uh, uh, something to slow the water flow down. When you when you when you're putting this water on the root ball, uh, we over we emphasize that you you just turn the water on at a slow, almost drip, uh, or a little faster than a drip. Yeah, we don't want it running off. We want yeah. it soaking in. There you go. There you go. <coughs> Uh, because the plant is newly planted, the root system is small and is challenged to collect enough water to support the foliage and the heat. Mulch over the root system also helps. Now that 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 in one paragraph uh, tells you how to take care of uh, your newly planted uh, uh, trees and shrubs. And by newly planted, I mean. Uh, less than two years old. Oh wow! Yeah, and that that's a that's a variation because for years we said that first season was newly. And then we then we got into these uh, spells of three or four years of drought and 
and no no water and and it uh, it really a lot of plants some of our best plants oh yeah hollies and such are, are slow viburnums are slow to be established in that kind of conditions they just don't put out a lot of roots. Hey, we got Ronnie on the line at 308-8867, 308-8867. Hey there, Ronnie. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you doing today? Yeah, it's Lonnie, L-O-N-N-I-E. Oh, hi there, Ronnie. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yes, good afternoon. Uh, two, two questions. One, uh, and, and perhaps Dr. Parsons was addressing maybe the issue, I don't know. We have a one-year-old rosebud, which we're growing as a tree. And uh, it uh, appears to be healthy enough. However, I have to with uh, I have to approach it with some trepidation because the wasps. I don't know what it is. Uh, perhaps after some some kind of little insect or something. Out, but but they inhabit that tree. And uh, but that's not. And what, what what kind? Of, I'm sorry. What kind of tree was it? Uh, a red a red bud. Oh, red bud. Okay. Yes. Uh, but that's not the real. That's not the reason I called. I'm just saying that parenthetically. Um, we, the the leaves uh, are, are turning sort of a rust color, and uh, it's 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 about a year old, maybe a year or two months old, uh, and uh, appears to be otherwise pretty healthy. Uh, I'm not too too crazy about the growth habit, which is a straight up, and just just the leaves are up. At the top of the tree, there, there, there are no, there are no scaffolding branches or anything like that. So, uh, any, any. And this ideas? is a re- this is a red bud, right? Red bud, Oklahoma red bud. Oh, it's an Oklahoma red bud. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. And is the is planted in the shade? No, sir. Full sun. Full sun. All the way until about mm, six, seven, whenever the sun goes down these days. Yeah. And you say the you say the leaves are kind of develop a little bit of a rust appearance. Yeah, I think I think that's the heat doing that. Yeah, and one and it's, and it's only one year old. Yeah, one year old, yes. Yeah, and, I kinda, and the, the, the trunk is about mm, probably it would push you to say it's an inch, maybe slightly less than an inch yeah. uh, diameter. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make a prediction that if if it gets watered. That you'll you'll have a whole bunch of sprouts that next year, right? Because I'm with Jerry. The right now it's just trying to survive in the with <laughs> yeah. the roots rootstock or the root system it has and the leaves it has. Now that 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 plant will take full sun, but uh, uh, most red buds, even Oklahoma red bud, like a little afternoon shade, especially. Uh-huh. But uh, uh, the important thing is, like we were just talking about, be sure that you water it at the base of the plant, right? And keep keep it well watered at the uh, at the base of the plant uh, at at least once a week. Yep, okay. That is the with uh, yeah, soaking a, water. That's another okay. one of those the drought tolerant plants that takes right. a little while to get established. Yeah, then they're, they're really not. Drought tolerant until they are established, well established. Okay. okay. Which, uh, which may take three to four years or four to five years. Golly. <laughs> he's getting, well, we have, he's we, getting we crazy some, on that. We saw some in our neighborhood 
earlier, well, in the spring, and they were gorgeous, beautiful. Uh, but obviously, these these were quite a bit older than our little plants. So. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, yours okay. will be your yours will be gorgeous and beautiful yeah. after it becomes established. Yeah, they're good plants. But be sure okay. to keep it well watered. <laughs> well, <laughs> I hope so. But it but it at seventy five, no guarantee, so I don't have to tell you. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, and let's see. The other one was uh, oh, uh, viburnum. Uh, we have about nine viburnum plants in our little landscape area, and. Uh, Everything was hunky-dory, everything was fine, no problems, until uh, the latter part of spring, it, uh, two or three of them, uh, again, it kind of looked like they had developed some kind of rust, and they just don't look like they were thriving as they have done in the past. Uh, How old are they? Uh, they're, they're now two years old. Two years old, okay. I'm sorry, my wife tells me it's one year old. Yeah. There's, are they Sandanqua? Do you remember what the variety uh, is? I do not know. The landscaper painted yeah. these. I don't know. Uh, well, I, I, uh, Viburnum are one of my favorite shrubs, and I grow them. But they are, again, uh, a slow plant to get established. So uh, I think you're in the same same boat there in terms of the... Just time. You're just going to have to root them. Yeah, you're going to have to water them at the, the base. Water them um, at the base, okay. Yeah, especially this summer. And okay. uh, one, one, once a week until uh, until we get into the fall. Okay. What, what about what about yeah. recommending that they use a, a drip hose? Are they all close? Yeah, are uh, they close together? Yeah. Uh, well, they're spaced, generally speaking, about, uh, can't be more than about, I don't know, it varies, but uh, maybe five feet. Oh, that, yeah, or, that'd be or, I- or, or, ideal. You could or, just or, get... Or two to five feet, depending. You could just get, yeah, you could just get a uh, leaky hose or and and just um, put, connect... Straight it through there. Go lead it, yeah, lead it from one to the other. Right. And, uh, and then you then you do your water and you turn it on uh, for an hour hour and a half uh, once a week maybe okay. maybe even two hours but you just have to turn it quarter turn on your faucet they you just you just want it to they some of them call them sweaty sweaty hoses or leaky hoses right. they just want it to seep it out but that that'd be perfect for the, those nine plants right there. Okay, but let I'm, me, I'm thinking three hours a day. You thinking three? My, my oh, uh, I, I never do, but <laughs> one more, Lonnie. My, my uh, off the wall question of the day: uh, We planted uh, some milkweed, um, uh, and I saw my first monarch today visiting that. All right, cool. I, had, I but, bet you did. I bet you I, didn't see a monarch today. I, I bet it was a a queen butterfly. Monarchs look like a monarch. Yeah, they they're okay. related to monarch because well, we're not. It's a butterfly, but yeah, <laughs> but uh, but uh, uh, the uh, I must have skipped this part of biology class on on Lepidoptera. Um, when when a, a butterfly lights and is eating or feeding or whatever it is, uh, and their wings are constantly flexing, going in and out. Is that breathing? Is that what we're seeing? What 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 what's happening when their 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 wings are doing that? 
Go ahead, Calvin. I'm not sure. Every uh, every <laughs> variety every variety is different. Um, you know, you know when you look in the the guidebooks, they say this this one when they're when they're landing, getting nectar, they constantly move their wings. The others lay flat. Some of them upright. But but on that uh, the monarchs, we expect them back in September, October. Little early um, then. Okay. Yeah, the queen. They, these queens are here all summer. But the monarchs come in uh, the spring, in uh, Mar- uh, March and April, uh, leaving May, and then they come back in October on their way south to Mexico. I see. But okay. You, yeah, uh, you'll get I'll them take, for sure. I'll take a queen in lieu of anything else. So. <laughs> yeah, all right. There you Thanks, go. Lonnie. We'll see all if right, anybody else has good luck. Good luck, Bye. Lonnie. Bye. See, that butterfly won't light without flapping its wings on the pink pences. Hey, uh, James is on the line. Do you see it? Yeah. 308-8867. 308-8867. Hey there, James. What's going on? Hey, how y'all doing today? Good. What's going on with you? Um, I just had a little bit of information on crepe myrtles. Um, I'm a student of uh, Dr. Uh, Carl Whitcomb and uh, got all his... Oh, what does he know? Well, I don't know, but... (laughs) Practically everything. What he says about crepe myrtles and all the information that he sent me is uh, between bud swell in the spring and flowering is about the only time you're going to make vegetative growth on crepe myrtles. After they flower, you're not going to get much more height out of them. So when it comes to fertilization, he's using... 100 pounds of nitrogen per acre on his liners in the spring, and the 18-6-12 Osmocote at the highest rate you can get for containers. If you want them Craig Myrtles to grow, you've got to get on them with nitrogen, and you've got to get on them early, and after flowering, you can pretty much forget about it because you're not going to make any more height growth anyway. And what, if they, what if they don't flower? What if they haven't flowered? Well, then they need some more time in the nursery, I guess, if they're only about a couple foot tall. But I've got and they, I, buy and my, they I buy my liners from Linerwood, and they come, they, they're about six inches tall when I get them, and they're in three gallon root makers right now, and they're about three foot tall blooming. So I don't know where you guys are getting your plants from, but that's, that's my experience. Uh, well, we're, talk, we're talking about the, so many people are calling in with our plants not blooming in the landscape. And, uh, you know, that that the neighbor's plants are blooming and their plants are not blooming, and that's what we were trying to look, look for. But I'm I'm thinking that uh, the major major problems is, is water and, and fertility. If you don't get on those crepe myrtles with with nitrogen in the spring you you won't be happy uh they won't they won't really perform uh you know carl always says they like it hot you know so more hotter more better when it comes to crepe myrtle did did carl use uh the the comment about copious amounts of osmica what he says is we're we're all using an 18 6 12 in the three gallons and then they're going to 15 um he just says use the high on the side of the bag on the eighteen six twelve bag. You'll have a, yeah. a low, medium, and high ratio. You always use the high ratio. Yeah, that, that's copious. Yeah, so that's, that's right, right under copious. 
But you need to get on there right right when you know you're not going to get any more frost. You need to start fertilizing those things because you've got a pretty short window of vegetative growth um, because when you're flowering, that's it, that's all, and you really don't need much fertilizer after that. Yeah, at right. Least, at least in the nursery. So Thanks, James. Oh. Thanks a lot, okay. man. You guys have fun. You Thanks take care. Calling in. we got to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867. Joe, you're coming up after the break, 308-8867. This is Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 a.m., The Answer. Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And if you believe me that summer means color, this week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on some of your colorful favorites like Blue Plumbago. This will bloom all spring and through the summer with its beautiful sky blue flowers. And it's on sale right now in the one-gallon container for just $4.88. We haven't talked about this in a while, but this is a great plant. Summer Snapdragon or Angelonia on sale for just $12.88 in the 12 inch pot. It's absolutely gorgeous. It'll bloom all summer in pastels of lavender, pink, purple, and white. Snapdragon-like flowers. Very heat tolerant. Again, just $12.88 in the 12-inch pot. Duranta or Skyflower is on sale. You know this one. It's absolutely beautiful with its beautiful light blue and purple flowers and then yellow berries in the fall. Now just $14.88 in the 12-inch pot. And Mexican Bird of Paradise or Pride of Barbados is on sale at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Dennis Prager sees a world upside down. The brainwashed, educated, they're sick. The world is upside down. Good is bad and bad is good. <laughs> it's just in, in every arena, in every arena, it, it's it's hard. It's hard to, to get your mind around it. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11, right before Michael Medved at 2 on 930 AM. The Answer. This is Lance Hobbes. Join me this Sunday evening from 8 to 10 for The God, Family, and Country Show. This show is a call for all Christians to live as God commanded. A call for a recommitment to your family to pray together and live a Christian life. A call to action in defense of our country, our Constitution, the amendments, and Bill of Rights, which we were given from God. Join me and the revival every Sunday evening from 8 to 10 on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Looking for a fun and free family outing this summer? Don't miss Movies by Moonlight. Each Tuesday evening in June and July at Travis Park downtown, 9:30 a.m. The answer in the city of San Antonio. Invite you to join us each week for a great family movie. This week catch Finding Dory. Free entertainment starts at 7:30 and the movie starts at dusk. Tuesday evenings at Travis Park, sponsored by by Almui Pediatrics, State Farm Agent Mike McDonald, University Health System, and Cricket Wireless. When it comes to stock market corrections, take this advice. Don't get fooled again. People have lost thousands of their retirement savings again. Robin Hoppus with Big State Financial can show you how to move your money into a safe investment with zero risk and a guaranteed return. Tune into the Big State Financial Radio Show Saturdays, 2 p.m. and Mondays, 8 p.m. Or call Robin today, 210-373-6000. That's 210-373-6000. Or go online to BigStateFinancial.com. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord, but it happens every day. 
Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottomline Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM The Answer all right, 308-8867. Joe is on the line. Hey, Joe, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, just pretty good. I appreciate your show, and thanks for taking my call. Sure. Well, how can we help you? All right, I, I have a young uh, Monterey oak I planted last year. It's about uh, 14, 15 feet tall, and uh, it's been doing great, and I uh, staked it with some uh, mule tape around the, uh, you know, supported it four ways. And I always check that to make sure it's not girdling the bark ring. And this morning I checked it and it had a brown stain on it. So I said, let me loosen that up, and I did. And there was a hole about as big as the end of your finger there underneath that mule tape. So uh, anyway, I started digging it out, and it's a, it's a borer, evidently. And I, anyway, I finally rooted everything out and got up about six inches straight up. The hole was a little bigger than a pencil, and I got the bore out and cleaned it out. And I'm hoping it's not going to do the, the tree in. And, and I'm wondering, should I plug that with a foam, or what do you recommend? No, I, don't, I think you'll be all right. Well, what kind of tree was it? I, I missed it. It's a Monterey uh, oak. Oh, oh, Monterey oak, okay. Yeah, that's, no, I, that's I think unusual. That'll be, that'll be okay. Yeah, what kind of borer was it? Could you tell? I, I, mean, I couldn't it... tell. When I finally got to him, he was, I'd pretty well decimated him with the wire. It uh-huh. was about and an inch and long. And his, hole, and his hole went straight up rather than around the Well, circle? it didn't go, yeah, it went straight up and down at the bottom. It, it kind of rooted out a little wider spot at the bottom, about an yeah. inch or an inch and a half at the bottom. And then it went straight up about, like I said, about six inches before I finally got to it. That's so I got wow. all of the, Yeah. He's ambitious. So I, yeah, he was. I Like I said, I normally check that thing every, just almost once a week at least, you know, checking to see that I'm not doing any damage with that uh, mule tape yeah. where I supported it. So, and how how old did you say it was? A I year? planted it last year, about nine months ago, I guess. Had well, I had yeah. a nursery planted. Yeah, so the, it, the impo- it, important thing is, to, are you watering it at the base like we've been talking about the whole show? Yeah, I've been yeah I've been watering it, and I put I put some. They'd recommend putting some uh, root stimulator down, and I put some of that. It's uh, mild, I guess, mild fertilizer. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but, but uh, and the and important thing more than the root stimulator is that slow watering at the base of the plant. Yeah, that's I pretty well do that. Okay. Sure. How often? Well, that I do should it be probably once a week. Or I, well, yeah, well, the sprinklers get it once a no. week pretty good. But uh, I do sprinklers. it in my hands. All right. Yeah, you, you yeah. got you got to put the water a hold down there, and let it slow soak in. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's, on, the, it's on that root ball. Yeah. Well, the tree's been doing great. It, it's growing good and plenty of leaves and okay, got some well, on it. Now, what but, you can uh, do that hole that you whittle out in there, you could just put a paste, uh, spray some uh, foam, or, yeah. or they they make these. Uh, that's what he. Can't, that's what he asked about if he should do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it won't done. Uh, that, that doesn't hurt. Not going to hurt either way. What's that? Um, what? And it's unusual though for that. Yeah, day. yeah. Especially a tree that's alive and growing like that. Yeah, it's doing good. So you say that I should? I can put some spray foam. Yeah. In? Right. Right. You can. Yeah. Okay, now is there a special spray foam, or can I use regular urethane? Just regular foam, like you get at a hardware okay. store. All right. Okay, well, uh, good luck. All right, thanks, thanks. Joe. Appreciate all right, good it. luck to you. You take right, care. you got a good tree there. Yeah, I'm back. Let's go to Richard on the line at 308-8867, 308-8867. Hi there, Richard. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Not bad. How are you all? Good. What's going on? I had a question. A, I had a about a six-foot jatropha that uh, got killed off this past winter when it reached 15 degrees. So I cut yeah. it down to the soil line, and I mulched it, and now it's coming back. However, it's coming Good. back in multiple locations. Uh, how do I control that? Because I already planted some roses and some plumbago in the very same area in the event that it didn't come back. <laughs> hmm. Well, uh, you you want to, do you want to kill it or what? No, not necessarily. I would like for it to grow where it originally was, but like I said, it's coming back in uh, in multiple locations now. Do I just cut those locations back and just keep pruning it every year? Or? Right. Yeah, that's what you have okay. to do. Now you, right. it's a little bit of a crapshoot though too uh, to get it. If uh, like I have my lime trees that got. Uh, frozen back they sent out some sprouts and that the winds you know they got they got kind of ahead of themselves and the yeah. wind broke them off and then i haven't gotten any new growth and Uh-oh. so so you you'll be faced with that same thing but it, that sounds like you've got much more you got more live root down there if you've got multiple stems coming up just pick the ones that are closest to where you want them Okay, well, I'm, I've got the tape measure on it right now, and it's already 32 inches high. Gracious. No, yeah. Are they supposed to grow that fast? Well, oh, yeah, especially yeah. from an established root system. Yeah. But it, it, it hadn't bloomed yet, has it? it? It's already got blooms. It's got the little red flowers on it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, just so they're not a little, they're not top-heavy uh, top or thin stems. That's one. Sometimes that happens when they're yeah. If if you want to avoid blowing over or breaking over or whatever, you can cut the top out of it or put make, a, make it branch out, be a little yeah. bit thicker, or a support okay. support. That'll work then. Okay. Good, Good luck. All right. Thank, thank you. Thank you, much. you take care. You bet. 
right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. I just saw Trace. Did he yeah, he walked, under the table? No, and he left us. <laughs> He'll come back in a second. Speaking of citrus and the drought, I... Uh, I, I went out and my my citrus is part uh, planted on the side side of the house, in very shallow if no if it's any soil at all. So, uh, but I've got Asian jasmine growing all around it, and so uh, I'm I'm telling this story to show how uh, how this drought will sneak up on you. And that jasmine, I went out there to, uh, to the garbage can the other day, and that jasmine was wilted. wilted. Which means <laughs> that the citrus is stressing. Or close behind. Yeah. Oh, yeah, close behind. And I looked, and sure enough, the leaves were, were droopy. And, uh, of course, citrus doesn't, the leaves don't wilt like a tomato or something like that. You know, the, the leaf is so firm and everything. But, in a, but I, I quickly ran, I yeah. quickly started watering it, but, yeah. uh, and I put I put a sprinkler on it uh, and uh, let it run for about an hour, hour and a half uh, to get because, like I say, a sprinkler, you know, it it has to run for a long period of time to get the soil wet that deep. Deep enough for us. Why didn't you run it for three hours? Like he talked about the, the I did. Post. I did, as oh. a matter of fact. Oh. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it was a spray. It was a pulsating sprinkler, so I had to run it for a yeah. long period of time to get the get the water down there. And the thing is full of fruit. Uh, so if you got uh, c- citrus and it's got fruit on it, you don't want it drying out like that. And it's even even more chance of drying out in containers. Yeah. Oh yeah, big time. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm having to water mine every every second day. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the ones with fruit are especially vulnerable. So I'm think uh, I'm thinking during this drought in a shallow soil or no soil like I've got, uh, you've got a big tree with a lot of fruit on it. You're giving it a, at least an inch of water around the in the area, drip area of the root system, once a week. And you know, not just uh, trees with fruit. If you got peaches and oh, plums, oh yeah, yeah, they they need to be. Taken yeah, you got they fish. they need to be watered. I think you can get by if if you got if you got some soil like if it's in a raised bed. I think you can get by every two weeks, but it needs a good soaking because those the buds are forming now for the fruit next year. And if you don't have the buds formed during the summer before, you just don't get a lot of fruit. And and we've got a lot of our peach trees that are real vulnerable because they they didn't uh, have enough chill last year. Yeah, Don, let's say the old saying is that uh, next year's peach crop, the primordial or buds for next year's peach crop set in June. Is that right, June or I always, May or June? I was thinking of uh, July. July? July okay. is what I'd, but, you know, you, you this this whole summer, <coughs> I would keep a decent watering regime on them for, through August, too. 
Yeah. Hey, we go back to Richard on the line at 308-8867. 308-8867. Hey, Richard, welcome to the show. What's going on? Oh, same old, same old. Hey, uh, I'd like to ask the gentleman there that uh, now that Sumner, she's got the fall tomatoes in to transplant. Should they be go ahead? Can I? Well, maybe Milberger's got all. I haven't been listening, but anyway, do they? Uh, are they? Should they be protected with shade cloth? This is it, or not? Well, commercially, commercially they don't do that, but uh, and a lot uh, some uh, gardeners do. Some gardeners do, uh, especially give them some com- some kind of protection from the western sun, especially uh, you know during the establishment period. Uh, uh-huh. Some of the best gardeners I know of in the in the fall, uh, like I said, used to put up a. A board or, or some type of protective device there to give them a little shade. Uh, I don't from, from the western sun. I you don't. don't. No. Well, you're mean to your tomatoes. I guess I am, but they're they're good to me. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, anyway, so that's that, that's for you. That's not necessarily for the tomatoes to make yeah. you feel better. <laughs> I don't think they've got too much to say about it. I can't. Uh, <laughs> but it is tough on them. There are some some places where they they don't necessarily get morning early morning sun, but they get that blast, say, in the afternoon, yeah. or even like 10 a.m. to in the evening. Right. And I suppose that okay. that certainly wouldn't hurt. Or oh. or uh, in my garden, there's a portion of it shaded by mesquite. And that? Oh, yeah. That's fifth of life. Yeah, in the fall, that's not a bad. Tomatoes go pretty well there. Oh, yeah. That's filtered life. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Richard. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for coming. All right. 308 8867 is our number. Trace is with us. What's going on, Trace? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, sir. What's what's up with you? Uh, Well, it's a beautiful day. Just talk about a few things that are coming in. We're going to have a lot of varieties of tomatoes for the first part of the week. Uh, A few peppers and some other types of vegetables that we haven't had in a month that Jerry didn't like that yesterday, so I won't mention them. Um, there's some ghost peppers over there that actually Ooh. have peppers. Ooh. I don't know if y'all saw that. Some turning orange already. So I might just have to try one. Uh-oh. Wow. Well, if we see you out there go, swiggling go and laying on the ground. Enjoy the rest of it. Do your radio appearance before you I might, I might just do that. Uh, let's see. What else have we got? We still have a few of those VI, uh, me, lower bush petunias. Yeah. I can see them blooming from here. Uh, so that was we talked about that last week, but it's a great petunia for the summer heat. And if you've had problems with the bigger petunias dying out from the from the nights getting warm, this is a great substitute that will reseed itself. Right. Uh, what else have we got? A lot of I got in the, the uh, some more firebush that uh, is the variegated leaf, the one that Jerry didn't like, but it's <laughs> it's very pretty. Uh, I call it Martha Stewartish look. It's a it's a lime that green right there. Yep. Looks, Lime, looks, a lot, looks a lot like coleus from this distance. It does. Uh, but it has that real pretty orange flower that will draw in the hummingbirds. Um, let's see. What else is new? 
You got a lot of blue plumbago down uh, there. I, we do. Which is on sale. It's definitely on special. Lots of vincas and zinnias. Everything to spruce up your backyard for that uh, that patio uh, appearance or the the landscape if you've got people coming over to visit. Now he's got they got the pentas in the one gallon, all the four four colors and they're really nice looking plants. One of the amazing things got them in four inch or two that are pretty spectacular. That, that deep red is yeah. just eye catching. Yeah, that 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 uh, you could really make a quite a display with uh, those four inchers. And I did find one of your penta hanging baskets oh, this okay. morning, white a white trailing penta. Uh-huh. Someplace yeah. it's hidden uh, in the nursery. Yeah, I'll go grab it if you want to buy it. If not, I'm going to leave it there. I <laughs> uh, think that's about it for new, except the plant of the weekend is new. All right. All okay. right. So this uh, plant of the weekend is going to be a mallow salt marsh. It's got blooms on it, new blooms on it. It does. And there's buds like that one's ready to pop. Yeah. So for people that are not familiar with this plant, uh, it has a bloom similar to rock rose and an arrowhead-shaped leaf. And they're they're alternate. It's kind of cool. There's almost a bloom every time it puts out a leaf. And you can look all the way down in the spent blooms, and you can see the ones coming. So every time there's a leaf, there's another bloom coming. And um, four to five foot tall, up to four wide. And it's, uh, Jerry's fiddling with it now. Um, Great perennial. And it's uh, for people that have areas that stay wet. So where you're... Where your washer where your washer goes out, or your air conditioner goes out, or that drippy faucet, or if you've made a butterfly garden and you you've got the little uh, water area feature, that you, the, yeah, the water features that you're supposed to use for the butterflies, or a splashing fountain. This is a plant that would love that situation. And historically, you could only use uh, things like bananas and cannas and stuff to suck up the water. So it's just a great alternative um, for that. Okay, and they're how much? They're nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine, and if you want one, uh, how many do we have? There are seven. Okay, so uh, you can call, come by. Obviously, at sixteen oh four on Boulevardy Road, or you can uh, just call them and say, "Hey, yeah, that sounds interesting. I'm wanting those." And call four nine seven three seven six zero four nine seven three seven six zero, and they'll put one aside. And you mentioned the butterfly garden. Then the butterflies are really co- uh, coming on strong now. Um, the uh, we had somebody mention queens this morning and the golf fertilaries and all kinds. I, well, uh, have we got Greg's Miss Flower someplace? Yeah, it's right around the side okay. of the building here. And then we do, we do have zinnias too. Those are two of the cheap and the tropical uh, milkweed. There. I sold a dill plant yesterday with the caterpillar on it. The lady bought it specifically <laughs> for the caterpillar. Huh. What was that? A mel- uh, milkweed? It was a dill plant. Oh yeah, okay, black black swallowtail. Yeah. So it was a it was a gorgeous looking caterpillar, and the only reason she bought that herb was to get that caterpillar. Uh, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, so they're all here, all the butterfly plants. There's the dwarf ruellia, is one. Uh, flame acanthus, you got flame acanthus. I've got it. Yeah. So if you're uh, looking, and then if you uh, get the Express News, check out my article. On uh, Butterfly and Hummingbird Garden, the, the big one that we built over there by Medical Center. Uh, or, if you want even a longer version of the, the write-up on that Hummingbird Butterfly Garden, PlantAnswers.com has it. 
And so the topics of the month. Yeah, and gardening volunteers of South Texas also have it because they they helped in putting um, the garden together. And, of course, Millburgers was a donor. Uh, Quality Organic was a donor to that project, too. So now's now's a good time uh, to get that butterfly garden in action. Zinnias, uh, Miss Flower, Duranta we've mentioned. That's another great uh, butterfly plant. Pentas are good. And uh, milkweeds, uh, everything that you need is right here at Milkworkers. All right. I had, a, I had a visitor in my yard I meant to show you all a picture of this morning before we got going. I think I already know what it is. And uh, it, it ate a frog. <laughs> Wait a minute. Looks like a... Night heron, is it? It's a it's a herring. I, yeah. I, yeah. So it was kind of a, huh. a neat thing to walk out in my backyard and see last night. Oh yeah. Do you yeah. live near water? I have a swimming pool. Do herons go to swimming? Uh, Sometimes. I don't know. I had I have backyard full of frogs, so that, that, wow. that, they were all croaking, and then all of a sudden we saw this thing come in and. Um, it left just as fast for the full belly. One was croaking my, a little faster than the yeah, other. Yeah, right. My wife, that's one of the reasons my wife quit putting goldfish in her uh, feature, water feature. She's got a small water feature she yeah. just loved, but she got so attached to the goldfish. I never quite understood that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but they, and the herons would come. If it wasn't herons, it was the raccoons. And I mean, she was, she was taking her trip to get the new goldfish and then three days later there's all the wildlife in the area was feeding on them so yeah. she so she finally called called that quit and now we just have water <laughs> cool all right well we're going to take a break while we do give us a call at 308-8867 308-8867 more of Burgers gardening south texas is coming right up with dr calvin finch and dr jerry parsons i'm milton glick this is 9:30 a.m the answer Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And if you believe me that summer means color, this week at Millburgers you'll find savings on some of your colorful favorites like Blue Plumbago. This will bloom all spring and through the summer with its beautiful sky blue flowers. And it's on sale right now in the one-gallon container for just $4.88. We haven't talked about this in a while, but this is a great plant. Summer Snapdragon or Angelonia on sale for just $12.88 in the $12.88 inch pot. It's absolutely gorgeous. It'll bloom all summer in pastels of lavender, pink, purple, and white. Snapdragon-like flowers. Very heat tolerant. Again, just $12.88 in the 12-inch pot. Duranta or Skyflower is on sale. You know this one. It's absolutely beautiful with its beautiful light blue and purple flowers and then yellow berries in the fall. Now just $14.88 in the 12-inch pot. And Mexican Bird of Paradise or Pride of Barbados is on sale at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Brooks Academy is a tuition-free public charter school district with four campuses all around San Antonio. Brooks Academy inspires learners to rise and exceed with 21st century skills, embracing technology-rich project-based learning. Brooks Academy offers a STEM-focused curriculum, the new sports leadership and management program, state-of-the-art technology and science labs. Enrolling now for pre-K through 12th grade. Apply at brooksacademy.org. That's brooksacademy.org. 
We're talking with Mike Robert of Robert Custom Homes. And, Mike, congratulations on 20 years of excellence in the home building business. Well, thank you. You know, San Antonio has been wonderful to us, and we love our clients and uh, love this town. 40 awards? Yeah, 40-plus awards, some of the awards and state awards and uh, one presidential citation. But our ultimate reward, really, an award is happy clients, satisfied customers. What's the key element that sets Robert Custom Homes apart from all the others? You know, integrity first in all that we do. You know, building a quality home is everything to do with your integrity. You know, what happens when the homeowner's not there? You have to make decisions every day to complete a wonderful home, and to do that, you've got to have the integrity to make the right choice all the time. I've got several wonderful superintendents that have been with me 10-plus years, but um, I'm out there quite often on your job site making sure that things are being done to our standards and the standards you expect from a luxury custom home builder. For your next home, think Robert Custom Homes. Mike, how do we get a hold of you? You can reach us on the web at Robert, that's my last name, R-O-B-A-R-E dot net, Robert.net. Get discounted tickets at Schlitterbahn.com. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m., the answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m., the answer. Our phone number is 308-8867, 308-8867, and toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Let's see. Oh, Calvin, did you mention the? Uh, yeah, you did mention the Guadalupe County thing, didn't you? No, not today. Oh, good. That, yeah, there's t- two, two events that uh, you, you might want to make note of for the Guadalupe Master Gardeners. Number one, there's uh, a program tomorrow, on Monday, at uh, noon to one o'clock. It's a gardening program for uh, shade plants, and it's at the Shirts. The Guadalupe County Annex, Courthouse Annex, there in, in Shirts, Texas, and everybody's welcome. Uh, and then the big Master Gardener class, Fall Master Gardener class, is uh, going to begin in August. And that's on, uh, I, have to, I have to check that, Milton. Do you remember? Is it Wednesdays or Tuesdays? Tuesdays uh, from 1245 to 445. And, I, and I'll, I'll get out my information in just a minute. But... Uh, $190 charge, but that's great training. Uh, and uh, to be a master gardener means that you're 
you get great training, plus you get to work with other master gardeners. You have fun, uh, learn a lot, and you're involved in really meaningful uh, projects. So it's uh, it's a kind of organization you want to belong to if you really want to get, if you're looking for something to do garden-related, uh, contact uh, or go to the AgriLife Extension Office in Guadalupe County, and there'll be more information there. And you can RSVP, make an application, and then participate. You have to be available for that Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon, and Milton and I will check. Okay. Yeah, but uh, great. I'm glad you remembered, Milton. No, no, I didn't. So, oh, you mean about Guadalupe? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, got a note from uh, Johnson City Joe. And he has come across some information indicating that uh, that if you add nitrogen, it increases production of, of beans, garden beans. Did we, uh, qu- did he, we he question wanted, that? He wanted to know if that would work, to add nitrogen to beans, uh, to, to increase production on garden beans. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, I started. To oh, is that that innocu- Is that the? No. The, well, the issue the, of the old the old timers are a lot. A lot of people. A lot of the people that want to do it the natural way said, "Well, beans make uh, their own nitrogen. You know, take their own nitrogen from the air, so you don't need to fertilize them." Uh, so they, uh, the, the, this this article that three beans found, instead of a bushel of beans. Yeah, this, this article found that uh, the, the, they're proven, proven what we've known for years. If you think back, you know the blue bonnets are beans, and you know I always tell people when when they when they uh, when they're growing blue bonnets to fertilize the blue bonnets just like they would a garden crop. Just like it would uh, garden beans. So, uh, but uh, most of the time in in garden soils, in gardens, period, um, they broadcast the fertilizer. In other words, they don't just put nitrogen around individual plants. They they broadcast the whole or spread the whole fertilizer out throughout the the whole garden. So, uh, in 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 fact, uh, most garden people in, in in garden with garden beans have uh, have always been fertilizing uh, with nitrogen because they fertilize the whole whole area. With Do you have a question? Can we ask it on the air? Okay, here I'm giving the microphone. We'll start off. We'll see how far we go before we have to take a break. How can we help you? You're on the air. Uh, I'm looking for an evergreen tree to uh, use kind of as a hedge to block a house that looks into our backyard. And uh, we kind of looked at the Monterey oak as one. It needs to be fairly tall and needs to be evergreen. Don't want a juniper-type tree. Yeah. Uh, is there something you'd recommend? How tall? How tall? It'd be nice if it got up to, uh, you know, 30 feet or so. Well, you got lots of choices then. Um, one that I... I like. I mean, it's got kind of a different look, and it's exotic. But the uh, loquat gets to be about 30 feet, and it has it's evergreen and a thick. Right. Um, but your Mexican oak's another good one. Is that the same? Is a white oak and a Monterey yeah, oak the Monterey, same? Yeah, yeah, all those the same. Same yeah. night, same plant. Okay. 
This would be up at Lake LBJ. Do you think it'd grow well up there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they're, but they're more of a, you know, they want more space this way. The advantage of the low quad is it's pretty, I always describe it as being really disciplined, you know, like it's one of the best trees for along a, a road or a border. Okay, well, that's a good idea because their house is only five feet off our property line, so we oh, can't go too God. far or we'd have to plant way into our yard yeah. to get it to work. And there's another one, the um, standard Yopon Holly, which is a... Uh, it's evergreen. Yeah. It's a little more... It'll take as much space as you give it, but you can make it as thin as you want. Okay. Those are good ideas. Yeah. I appreciate it. All right. Good luck. Well, thanks. thanks for coming on the air. Are the people peering over the fence at you when you're naked over there? Or now, don't tell Jerry uh, the address. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our number. People, people always give it away, you know, when they say, oh, I need a privacy yeah, fence. I knew privacy he was going to ask that. Uh, <laughs> I need a privacy yeah. fence. What's your address? <laughs> 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867, and toll free, it's 866 8867. Don't forget, you can get the Millburger newsletter and find out what's happening, including all the sale items, by going to millburgernursery.com. Millburgernursery.com uh, is where you'll find all that. And like I said, you can pick up the uh, latest edition of the Millburgers newsletter, either a digital form or uh, give them your address and they'll get it to you through snail mail. We're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call 308 8867. 308 8867. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, broadcast live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Come on out and join us. The breeze has picked up, which is nice. It's making it a little cooler here at the nursery so uh, come on out and be a part of it the windmills are all windmilling uh they're all spinning so which is kind of cool it was a little bit still here for a while when we started the show you know the that uh yesterday in the paper there if i remember right there was some forecast for some moisture this week but then today there was nothing oh no yeah i don't know jerry's got the uh, article there we'll have to look and see if it yeah. in fact if it was just i think they're talking about 20 or 30 percent on Thursday. That's it. That's it. Uh, this smoke. was on the uh, TV uh-huh. weather. Okay. That's 20 percent on Wednesday. I guess this is the time of the year after the hot weather or dry weather we've had. Yeah, and we're wishful thinking. Oh, yeah. It, it's, they're going to be scattered. Yeah. And I'll, t- I'll try not to tease or press Steve Brown. You know, <laughs> those weathermen get real sensitive when it's. When they are being held responsible for the weather. I just forecast it. I don't cause it. And the Sinisa say say rain. But yeah. I don't know. You and your Sinisa, huh? I know. I'm standing behind the old timers on this one. And who else was that was, was supporting you? Was that Karen? Uh, Karen yeah. was. Todd was. Yeah. Oh, Todd. Todd yeah. was the yeah. Sinisa. Karen was just hopeful. Yeah. I don't think she was willing to go out on a limb. No pun intended. Even uh, even a Sinisa lamb. <laughs> that's right. All right, 308-8867. That's our number, 308-8867. Talking about rain and hot weather, uh, Calvin just was listening to the 
to the news and said, "What is it?" But they set a set a record in Phoenix. Uh, can't remember which day. It was just a couple of days ago. 117 degrees, and then they said that uh, they've had 17 days over 110 degrees Ooh, this wow. winter, this uh, summer. So they far. say they say when it gets that hot out there, the asphalt melts. Uh, Dennis sent me an interesting thing. You know, we're always talking about uh, how the how the uh, temperatures uh, get cooler at night in deserts. Yeah, and that that helps set the, set the tomato fruit and things like that. He said, uh, if you consider that uh, that uh, Phoenix is a de- in a desert. Their lows, their lows when it's this hot in the, during the day, their low temperatures are 91 to 92 degrees. Too low for the night. That would not be. That would be. So that's not going to be setting tomatoes. because no, we, we moan and groan when ours are above 74 yeah, or 72. Yeah. So yeah, it's got to get down to 70 or below for. Any kind of uh, well, most plant action. Yeah, I always say my criterion for uh, uh, when summer's here is when it's ninety degrees at nine o'clock. At for night. some reason, and uh, it's 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 played around with that, uh, but it hasn't got ninety. At I nine. I kind of recognize summer. When it's ninety-eight or hundred degrees at uh, two o'clock, Mel. <laughs> there, what about you? Yeah, that, that'll that'll <laughs> work too. Um, we're talking about tomatoes, uh, uh, and Calvin again. And uh, I don't, I, I know only only the people on the north west side or north side of San Antonio get this uh, uh, the light this light free throw paper, right, Calvin? I'm not sure the distribution. I just know the editor, uh, the associate editor, contacts me and yeah, and uh, uses it. Yeah, that's a real good art. That's a very complete article that you've got there in in the Wednesday's paper. And uh, you talk about uh, preparing the fall fall garden. Talk about uh, using. uh, Let's see. It's, it's to prepare the soil by incorporating at least two inches of compost over the planting area and uh, five cups of slow-release lawn fertilizer for every 50 square feet of bed. So uh, we're talking about 1959, probably the most common, the 1959 slow-release fertilizer. Uh, and then he talks about uh, drip irrigation. The, the thing that he that you left out, which most people overlook before they plant, is uh, pre-irrigation. In other words, you, you talk about uh, going ahead uh, after you put the plants in, the drip irrigation or leaky holes are the best way to water. They're the best way to water individual plants, but uh, they will not fill up the soil profile with water. So you've got to smell something. Uh, <laughs> smell something to eat, Milton. Oh, oh yeah. Bar- the staff had uh, barbecue in there. Well, and they didn't give us any? Well, well I was kind of, yeah, I was kind of wondering if they were going to invite us. 
But anyway, we're... I we're started pl- drooling every time they came <laughs> out, but they didn't. We're planting. It smelled like chicken. Don't it smell like chicken? <laughs> Focus, uh, Jerry. Focus. It, oh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> we're planting some tomatoes down, down south of here in Camelton uh, this, this next week. And uh, we always make the statement, plants can tolerate the heat, but they cannot tolerate being dry. So it, I've, ha- I've had them, uh, they've got raised beds down there. And so I had them put a sprinkler out there and, and get the soil profile moist and then uh, maintain it with drip irrigation system until we, until we plant. But that, that initial moisture, when, when I first went down there, they were all excited because their, the, uh, the soil was like dust. I mean, you could, you know, it was that loose. And everybody said, well, the plants are going to grow well in a loose soil. Well, uh, to, to, some, to some extent, that's correct. But uh, the, you want to... Uh, you want to have a, a more soil uh, before you plant, because if, if you don't, uh, you'll never, never keep, never get the soil profile wet with a drip irrigation. And that, that's a significant part of the argument for mulch too. If you got, yeah. if your soil is moist, then the mulch becomes very effective and important because it. It preserves a good portion of that uh, soil moisture. Then uh, the even Neal in one of his articles says, "Well, don't necessarily put mulch down because water can't penetrate. Well, the wa- a sm- sm- small portion of a of the water will get intercepted in the mulch, but uh, anything over three eighths of an inch or a significant rainfall or a good the kind of watering we're talking about." Um, that that is does benefit by mulch. So it's it's all, these are not the simplest concepts. But uh, if water's in the soil, uh, you want to preserve it. Yeah, you want to put it in, get it in there, and then you want to preserve it. And mulch will help with that. Just Absolutely. Like, Sue is on the line at 308-8867, 308-8867. Hi, Sue. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, thank you. I have a question about a brand-new cactus garden, garden that I'm having installed right now, and um, it is typical um, cactus-style yuccas and um <laughs> Soto and that kind of thing, but I'm questioning on what kind of supplemental watering I need to do while they're new. I know once I get them going, we're going to be fine, and they have rock around them. That's a good question. It is, and and you can... Because the only only way to kill cactus is overwatered. Right, right. Had too much water in it. Right. Uh, are, are you going to be watering with a sprinkler or or hand hose or leaky hose, legal drip irrigation or what? I don't have drip in it. I don't want to put drip in it. Um, this would only be to get it established. So I okay. can either put a drip, you know, like a soaker on top for a while, 
Yeah. Or I can hand water, um, you know, how, who knows? I mean, that's the thing. I have no idea how often. Normal stuff I know what to do with. This, I've never had cactus before. Right, yeah. I don't, I th- I don't think you uh, the same the same issues with the establishment. Yeah, I, I would ha- I would hand water it uh-huh. thoroughly. In other words, you know, do a soaking water on at it at planting. At planting, okay. For about uh, uh, once, uh, once a week or once every two weeks. Yeah, once every two weeks, and not not forever, but maybe this first. We're getting it established. Yeah, this yeah. summer. Um, but yeah, once every two weeks. I I think it'll signal you if it's gonna if it's it's like more likely to signal you when it's too wet than it is right a, yeah uh, by dying yeah so okay. did, have, have you had any recommendations on this no I haven't I mean this is being installed literally you know yesterday and to, tomorrow so and it occurred to me today when I was watering some of my drought tolerant trees like the eaves necklace and uh, right. the smoke tree that you know they they still once a month i do give them some water if there's no good nothing. girl good girl but i don't but i don't know what to do <laughs> yeah. and, and i know i'll kill them if i baby him i know this a damian is yeah. in there also um yeah how how, how do you uh, what how did you do soil preparation in other words are they on a mound, or are they? Uh, they are. Did you There's some. Renov- did you? Uh, did you flew? Did you add some well drained or well yeah well drained yeah sort of soil? Yes, yes. They they dug out what was there originally, and they came back with kind of a cactus mix, and okay. then they Good. they put a weed barrier down, and then they put. Um, the rock. One bed has the, the bigger than pea gravel, but that kind of size. And the other bed has the big one, the bigger rocks. And I'm also putting an acatillo in there. And I know that puppy doesn't want water very much. Right. So. I would give us give it a soak in every two weeks. For, okay. I, I think for, that'd be for the first. And we can get month. We can see. Let's encourage some of our listeners that have done that to, to call us too. But yeah, I think I think I might be pretty conservative. Uh, I don't think it's good. I think if you do a, a the initial watering and then one the two weeks later, I think you're going to be in pretty good shape. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you'll have to do much after that. It'll signal you, and it'll be you know you'll have plenty of time to react. I think if it's it's too dry. If it's too dry, okay. Yeah. And then the other that's in there is the um, Pride of Barbados, and um, what's what's the one that's a bright, bright yellow that blooms in the fall? Um, uh, uh, candlestick plant? Esperanza? No, no, oh. no. Um, it has a real strong smell to it that you don't bother it. Um, sorry, can't. And then there's a couple of grasses of. of Newly grass. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, and like I don't Kevin, know. Like Kevin said, I think one uh, water it in when you establish it. You know, when you okay. plant when it. Okay. When it's done. Uh huh. And and then wait two weeks and then uh, give it a soak in in two weeks. And then let it go. Okay. 
and then let it that go. That sounds good. I can I can do that, and then it'll start signaling me it needs more. Yeah. Thanks, Sue. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Take care. Evelyn is on the line at 308 8867. 308 8867. Hey there, Evelyn. What's going on? I'm good. How about you guys? We're doing great. Uh, anyhow, I was happy to get some of those uh, Laura Bush uh, petunias last Sunday. And oh my okay. gosh, that. That looks beautiful over there at Millburgers. I told my daughter, I said, if y'all ever want to get rid of me, just drop me off at Millburgers. Uh. <laughs> I get a just... high from, people get high from drugs and alcohol, but I get a high from going to Millburgers or where there's there lots of flowers. <laughs> okay, there's another thing that's got me puzzled. My son-in-law does not fertilize. He uses lots of compost, which he makes himself. Yet his garden is growing beautiful. Everything is just on top. I fertilize, and still mine doesn't grow like that. So what's the problem? Does does what what kind of stuff is he growing? Everything. I mean, vegetables too, and things. I'm sorry. Vegetables and. Yes, vegetables. Okay. Um, well, he's he's using uh, soil amendments, uh, like like. Uh, you know, once you once you get your soil balanced, and you you can you can uh, you can basically add nutrients uh, by using uh, compost uh, and things like that. I had good luck at the orchard using uh, uh, manure that was composted. Oh yeah, composted. Um, but I don't. Uh, I'm certainly producing more. Uh, like tomatoes now with with fertilizers than I did there with the yeah. with the manure or anything. So yeah, it, are you have you uh, um, snuck around and made sure what he was applying to the the garden, oh Evelyn? Well, he uh, collects all kinds of leaves and wood chips and whatever. He grinds it all up himself and the, all the green stuff. People bring him grass clippings and all of that, and he just grinds it up and puts it in his compost pile and stirs it up every once in a while. And there you go. He's he's making compost. He's using yeah. he's fertilizing well, I, with compost. I applied uh, compost also with the fertilizer, and still mine didn't grow like that. Huh? Well, he's he's probably using more compost. I mean. Oh. Yeah, you can you, you know you can grow a you can grow a plant in compost, mm-hmm. in pure compost. So uh, just up up the before you plant this year, use copious amounts of compost, method. Copious, copious amounts of compost. How many inches co- on top? With your copious amounts of uh, osmocote, <laughs> and you'll you'll uh, grow some good stuff. Basically, what what that compost does is it conditions the soil. But if but if there's enough of it, you get you get a small you get some nitrogen and things too. Yeah, yeah. So, but it mainly conditions the soil. And we, uh-huh. and his kind of compost, where he's milled, building it himself, out of the, all those materials you're talking about, there's. Certainly more nitrogen in that than, than the commercial compost that we right. buy. That, mm-hmm. that's, has well, a I, lot have of, my, uh, I have my own compost also, and then I, I also had a load brought in that I added to that. And 
So, okay. yeah. Well, well, the app. See if he'll uh, see if he'll be gracious, and uh, see what he would suggest for your garden, if if you were going to duplicate what he was doing, <laughs> just so you could see. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, it's her. For son-in-law. For son-in-law. Yes. <laughs> they, they, he, he doesn't want to give away his secrets. <laughs> That's what I'm, mean, I'm wondering if it, maybe he's garden. got some secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he, where, where is he garden? Does he garden here? In shirts. But oh, in shirts, okay. About 10, 12 blocks from me. Oh. Oh, okay. That makes it even worse. <laughs> that close. I know when they they go to Kansas to visit his son, he's in the Air Force, so I have to go water his garden. So. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, Evelyn. Okay. Uh-huh. I, 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 I think you're just a little low on organic material. Yeah. Okay. Evelyn, have, have, him, have him call us and tell us, describe what he's doing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, thanks, thanks Evelyn. Thanks for coming by. Those nice words. All right, 308-8867, 308-8867. We're going to take a break while we do. Give us a call. Remember, today's show brought to you by the Copious Council. When you have Uh-oh. to use it, use it copiously. Use it copiously. <laughs> 308-8867. Back in a moment by 930 AM, The Answer. It's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And if you believe me that summer means color, this week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on some of your colorful favorites like Blue Plumbago. This will bloom all spring and through the summer with its beautiful sky blue flowers. And it's on sale right now in the one-gallon container for just four eighty-eight. We haven't talked about this in a while, but this is a great plant. Summer Snapdragon or Angelonia on sale for just twelve eighty-eight in the 12 12- inch pot. It's absolutely gorgeous. It'll bloom all summer in pastels of lavender, pink, purple, and white snapdragon-like flowers. Very heat tolerant. Again, just twelve eighty-eight in the 12-inch pot. Duranta or Skyflower is on sale. You know this one. It's absolutely beautiful with its beautiful light blue and purple flowers and then yellow berries in the fall. Now just fourteen eighty-eight in the 12-inch pot. And Mexican Bird of Paradise or Pride of Barbados is on sale at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Are you or your child suffering from attention deficit disorder or hyperactivity issues? If so, it's not because of a drug deficiency. Now there's a natural way to address your lack of focus and concentration. Vox's Attend is a natural three-dimensional product designed to help children and adults alike. Attend helps improve attention and concentration. Before you resort to harsh drugs with potential side effects, try Attend today. Thousands of people of all ages have benefited from the great results of Attend. Start enjoying the great feeling and staying focused and on task, allowing you to get the most out of your day. Ask for Attend at one of Rhonda's Nature's Way 2 locations, 624 Southwest Military in Chopper City Mall and 8059 Callahan at I-10 West and Callahan. We are so confident that you will see results with the 10. We are offering you the opportunity to try it risk-free. Remember, if you can't pay attention, you need a 10. We're talking with Mike Robert of Robert Custom. 
Custom Homes. And Mike, what kind of homes does Robert Custom Homes specialize in? Robert Custom Homes truly specializes in luxury, hill country, custom home living. You know, we build everywhere, Canyon Lake and north of that into Blanco, down to the south side of San Antonio and out to Seguin. You know, part of what makes the beauty of our custom homes is the fact that we have an ASID certified interior designer on staff to produce the finest interior design elements available today. Our first meeting is usually at our office to get to know each other, make sure we're going to work well together. And then generally it's a visit to your land. We want to see your land and the layout. And then usually some of our model homes or our properties or clients' properties that are open to us to use as well so we can show customers exactly what we mean by integrity, quality, and distinction. For your custom home, go with a home builder that reflects integrity, quality, and distinction. Robert Custom Homes. Mike, how can we reach you? You can reach us on the web at Robert. That's my last name, R-O-B-A-R-E.net. Robert.net. This is Larry Elder. If you're thinking about selling your home, call Sergio Martinez with Help You Sell. Help You Sell is the home of the Low Set Fee Program as Sergio has done away with the usual 6% hit no matter what your house is on the market for. You'll get Sergio's 20 plus years of professional experience as Help You Sell will save you thousands and retain more of your equity. It starts with your free home evaluation and market analysis when you call Sergio Martinez with Help You Sell. 210-693-0305. Online at hushillcountry.com for Help You Sell. All right, so you hear it there is nothing worse than being a Steeler fan and owing the IRS money. My dear friends in San Antonio, you do not have to face this problem alone. Tony Ramos is the San Antonio tax debt relief attorney. If the IRS is getting ready to take money out of your paycheck, call Tony Ramos. If your bank account is frozen, call Tony Ramos. Don't wait for the IRS to call you. Call San Antonio Tax Debt Relief Attorney Tony Ramos. 210-558-2834. TonyRamosLaw.com. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, lines are all open, so give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867, and toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Uh, <laughs> hugging the tree. Uh, I wonder, one thing I wanted to mention uh, uh because we're talking about dying plants and, and droughty condition, but uh, Neil Spear had a had a question uh, from somebody. He said, uh, "We have lost one large oak tree to what neighbors called oak wilt." Now, when 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 you call something, when you say that a tree died from oak wilt, uh, that's that's danger, dangerous talk. In other words, you know, I mean, that's a that's a critical issue if you have oak, and you would have oak wilt in the whole neighborhood. In other words, there would be numerous trees dying of yeah. oak wilt. Um, now another tree nearby is dying. Now what they didn't tell us uh, is, is there anything we can do to stop it? I've I've uh, been noticing uh, trees dying in, next in my neighborhood. Uh, in fact, the house next to me, uh, which I used to own a lot of. And what happened? What happened was they they uh, when they built that house over there uh, next to me, they hauled in a bunch of fill fill uh, dirt. 
and put it around around the uh, to level the level the uh, level the uh, uh, lot, and so the I'm I'm talking about ten feet Gracious. of fill around a base of a tree with no. Well, they put a little little deal around well. It, around well around it, but uh, slowly that tree has died. Uh, from what I call builder's blight, or uh, is that a live oak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they hang up there, and, and it's on. a big one. It's yeah. a big one. Other species don't last nearly as long. As yeah, live oaks. But it's it will it's uh, damage it's a uh, it, it was damaged by that fill. But uh, it's a, it's a, it's slowly died over the last I'd say ten years. And and now it's it's practically completely it's it's completely dead. Because of all this talk about oak wilt, a lot of people, uh, you know, would say that 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 tree died from oak wilt. If I if I had known, of course, it's not showing the symptoms that, that we have with oak wilt. But if I hadn't known what the history of that tree. And the, and the tree cat roots and canopy, I would I would have thought there's something more dramatic going on too. May, and uh, of course, oak wilt is a is a car- carpet that we uh, that we blame. But, you have a question? Uh, Can we ask a question on the air? Oh, sure. Here you go. Grab the mic and then. So what I what I'm saying on is sec. if. Uh, Symptoms of oak wilt, of course, uh, and uh, they give they give the uh, Texas Oak Wilt dot org is a website to go to look for the symptoms. But uh, I would I would be I would say that uh, over ninety percent of of individual trees that are just dying. Especially in the new, new uh, around new building areas, is probably not oak wilt. Yeah. Okay. And, and you uh, before soil compaction and yeah, before you accept a diagnosis of oak wilt, oak wilt too, you want an expert out there to right. look at it because the treatment is drastic and it affects all the neighbors. So it definitely you know look look for the symptoms if you see them, then you get somebody from Texas Forest Service. Out there, and they'll they'll give you a, a uh, complete diagnosis. What's up? All right, grab that mic. You're on the air, and these guys can hear you. What's going on? Well, we have a raised garden bed. Uh, we planted tomatoes, zucchini, squash, different things, peppers this year, and we've got some sort of worms. They're about half inch long, kind of a brownish color. <coughs> they're molting, leaving behind a hard shell, and they're eating all the roots on all of our vegetables. Mm, Cutworm. Yeah. Any idea what they are, are they, and how to treat them? Are they kind of army green color? They're more of a brownish, brownish. Like a, a dark sounds, deep soil brown. Sounds like cutworms to me. Yeah, but you sound like there's a number of them, right? There's a lot of them. Yes, sir. So there's like a carcass or shell on the surface. Hmm. Carcass or shell on the surface, and a worm. And the oh, worm doesn't go, doesn't go. Does it go in the soil? And it feeds in the. It, it gets down in there. It, I mean, they're not big like like they don't, they don't, grubs. And, and they don't go up on 
we do see them up near the top. Yeah, that that boy, that, that all sounds like cutworms except the the carcasses on the surface. Any chance that's something different? Possibly. Yeah. Um, you didn't take any pictures of them. I didn't. We we were out. Just decided to come uh-huh. out here last minute. What do you? Um, and they're right in the soil. Uh, are you an organic gardener or? We are. So all uh, organic soils, all natural oils for for pest yeah. control. So that's what we're trying. Well, to so yeah, it's going to be a little tougher to. If it, my, if it was I my if it was my garden, I would take and. Uh, Spinners spray. spray the, I just spray seven. Can't on, get spinners on the soil. in. Oh yeah, on the soil. Now the problem with spinosad is if those things are big, that, that that doesn't always affect those big caterpillars. But you could try. Spinosad. That's a, an organic. Okay. That's and it works works very well on on small insects. Spinosad does. Well, we can just always a, give it a shot, and then if we have to, yeah. the wife will choke me out if I put seven on it. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> well, uh, what else? Let's see. Is there any yeah, BT if they're going up the plants? Yeah, are they eating, eating the foliage? or No, sir. It, it doesn't look like it. Uh, I've got hmm. a, a pyrethrin they could do as a drench. Could. Uh, even... Like a rotenone, you got a couple of formulas in there that are all organic. Yeah, so there's besides the spinosad, there there's a. I don't know how they do with soil, but there's some other organic things in there. It'd be interesting to bring to get some of those shells, and if you can find any of those caterpillars, I'll bring some by. Yeah, so we can look at them or trace or. Or have or have we're only here Saturdays and Sundays, but Trace is here the rest of the week. Feels like all the time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's got his bunk bed over here. Awesome. Well, thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Now the other the other thing about the cutworms, I think probably part of it, why Jerry was kind of looking strange, is that they're real active in the winter and the spring. Not much. Act, they don't like much like this kind of weather. So maybe it's something else. They've eaten most of the. They've already eaten most of the zucchini roots, so I've I've seen less activity lately. So yeah, well that's interesting. That that would be. It's a neat topic if you could bring that in. I will definitely do it. Okay, good luck. Thank thank you. you. Thanks. All right, three zero eight eighty eight six. Wait a minute, is that an Aggie ring? Yes, sir. Uh oh. I'm one of the good guys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. Let's take this opportunity to take a quick break. So while we do, give us a call, 308-8867, 308-8867. of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's 
Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And if you believe me that summer means color, this week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on some of your colorful favorites like Blue Plumbago. This will bloom all spring and through the summer with its beautiful sky blue flowers. And it's on sale right now in the one-gallon container for just $4.88. We haven't talked about this in a while, but this is a great plant. Summer Snapdragon or Angelonia on sale for just $12.88 in the 12-inch pot. It's absolutely gorgeous. It'll bloom all summer in pastels of lavender, pink, purple, and white snapdragon-like flowers. Very heat-tolerant. Again, just $12.88 in the 12-inch pot. Duranta or Skyflower is on sale. You know this one. It's absolutely beautiful with its beautiful light blue and purple flowers and then yellow berries in the fall. Now just $14.88 in the 12-inch pot. And Mexican Bird of Paradise or Pride of Barbados is on sale at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. One, two, three, four! San Antonio is Military City, USA. And 9.30 a.m. The Answer is proud to be a part of the tradition with Military City, USA Radio, Saturday mornings at 0800 hours. You'll hear from members of our active military, military civilians, and our veterans who have contributed to the brave history of our military. Military City, USA Radio, Saturdays at 0800 hours on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Once I started drinking, it was on. I was so depressed. I drank by myself every night. It wasn't just me that was a problem. There was a chemical imbalance that had to be taken care of as well. The fact is, a large percentage of alcohol and drug abusers have underlying psychological issues that are the root of their problem, including depression, ADHD, anxiety, bipolar, and eating disorders. But most addiction treatment centers are not qualified to treat these conditions. At Sovereign Health, we're different. Our patients are supported by a team of real doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists, and addiction specialists who can properly diagnose and treat the addiction problem. It's been almost three years now that I've been sober. I learned that there is life outside of the walls of the depression and the drinking. Struggling with addiction? Get help now. Call Sovereign Health. The consultation is free and most insurance plans accepted. Call 800-417-4842. That's 800-417-4842. 800-417-4842. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Dennis Prager here with an important message. We spend our whole lives taking care of those we love. However, statistics show that over half of all adults fail to have a will prepared. Giving the gift of a well-prepared estate plan is one of the most loving things you can do for those you care about. So let me introduce you to Charlie Weisinger with Weisinger Law Firm. Charlie is an estate planning attorney who takes the time to get to know you and your family and your goals and desires for them. Charlie makes the process simple. Most clients have a plan in place in as little as two visits. Give Charlie Weisinger and his staff at Weisinger Law Firm a call today. Your first consultation is free. Weisinger Law Firm is conveniently located one mile north of 1604 in Selma, Texas. You can reach him at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800. Or online at WeisingerLawFirm.com, W-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R, LawFirm.com. 
Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 308-8867, 308-8867. Bud's on the line. Hey there, Bud. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Hope you all are, too. Yeah, we are. What's going on? Great. Um, i got uh, a couple of things I want to uh, toss around here. Um, the uh, HEB stores, they have been heavily advertising uh, tomato that they call flavor bombs. Know what I'm talking about? Flavor what now? Bombs? Bombs? B-O-M-B-S? I don't, I haven't heard it. Uh-uh. You guys must not watch TV. <laughs> the, you you mean they're, they're... Oh, I've seen that. Okay, yeah, this is, is this the... Uh... Sort of the cherry tomato they talk about, or no? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, they, they show, they, you know. They, they show some scenes where they grow them, and they must be growing them in some kind of controlled uh, house. Oh, 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 yeah. They well, they're long, they're long they branches tie, hanging down. Tied up, yeah. I've, I've seen those commercials. <laughs> okay. Uh, my question is, do y'all know anything about those tomatoes? No. <laughs> okay. Next question. <laughs> no. Well, I, 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 I it's, bought it's a It's just package. a selection of a cherry tomato. Yeah. Uh, to me, they look very, very much like and taste very, very much like the HBN 968. Right. Uh, they are absolutely beautiful fruit sitting in that little package. And right. They're grown in some kind of uh, highly controlled environment. Uh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. They are very sweet potatoes, uh, um, tomatoes. Yeah. Okay. Well, BHN 968, you don't need, you know, they're, one of the things that makes them so wonderful is that they can, yeah. they can put up with pretty tough conditions. Yeah. They, they, they uh, do really they, well. They, uh, they, they do taste quite a bit like my 968. Yeah. I'm, I'm growing my 968 under probably the worst conditions you can find. Uh, I was just wondering if y'all really knew anything about those. No, we're going to have a a new another tomato uh, for our fall fall uh, experimentation um, called uh, Ruby Ruby Crush. Ruby Crush, and it's it's a new uh, grape tomato. It's a grape tomato, and it's a on a determinate vine, determinate plant. You know, most of those tomatoes, even the one that you see in the commercial, you see how they've got how tall they are. They've got them tied up and and uh, pruned and everything else. Yeah. And so, uh, but the these Ruby Crush uh, will be uh, it'll be coming on the market about the first of August. I mean, the plants will be available the first of August and. Uh, and uh, I think people are going to enjoy it. Uh, it. It seems to be a heat setter, but we we'll give that a test uh, this fall too. Yeah, just uh, speaking. If, in, if you in, uh, if you want to see if you want to see what it looks like, I've got pictures on plantanswers.com on the on the gallery. In other words, the pictures that flash around the the, the uh, front page. And uh, you can also get a link to the uh, on, on the topics of the month under 
uh, ruby crushed tomatoes. And it'll first, be the first entry. I think it'll probably be. I mean, the article will be next Saturday in the Express News, and I did submit those same photos there. So hopefully they'll be oh, in the good. Express News too. Good. Okay. Uh, just well, generally right. speaking, what what's the difference between a grape tomato and a cherry tomato, if any? The way they the way they uh, come on the plant, you know, they're in clusters. Whereas a lot, a lot of a lot of nine sixty eight and whatever are a more individual type fruit. Oh, okay. Well, my my nine sixty eight, they do have uh, clusters. I yeah, think maybe the most I've they, ever gotten but, in a but row. But they only have only have what three or four per cluster. Well, no, actually, they have. Uh, mine, mine, mine do have more. But I, oh, okay. I, I also get some individuals, you know, scattered out throughout the plant. Right, right. On the 968. So it sounds but like it, the grape, it's always going to be in a cluster. Right, these, yes. You know, uh, a fairly large cluster. And you can yeah. see, again, like I said, on the plantanswers.com, uh, you can see the pictures uh, that I took uh, last week or week before uh, of, of the... Uh, Clusters of uh, of the uh, ruby crush tomatoes on on like I said on the in the gallery that's on the front page of plantanswers.com. Yeah, you know this season has really been weird. Uh, I have only had a few of those small stink bugs. That was very early in the season. Oh, that's good news. I had uh, no hornworms. Wow! I did find one hornworm on the ground next to a uh, a pepper plant. Huh. No hornworms on any tomatoes. And my brother, he lives about a hundred yards away. He also mentioned that uh, he hadn't seen but two hornworm. And I yeah, in, one, insects so tend to cycle. In, insects seem to cycle between years. Yeah, and, and I didn't uh, have any flea beetles. Anyway, that no flea beetles. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, I good. have had, I have had, I guess in payment for all those good things that I didn't have, the worst population of uh, Colorado potato beetles and cucumber beetles. Wow! All all over my tomatoes and all over my peppers. And the, I'm afraid the, the to, potato I'm afraid beetle to put on, the, on my the uh, squash because I think my squash are being pollinated by those two ugly beetles. <laughs> huh. Well, they 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 do some pollination. Beetles do. Oh, I know mine do. I, I can see them going from one flower in, into another flower. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. Well, anyway. Uh, All right. I guess, I guess well, nothing's ever the same, is it? No. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, right. have a good day, guys. crushed tomato when it comes out in uh, in the first week in August. Yeah, thank you. I'll, I'll look for that. Okay. Yeah, thank you for calling. It's going to be fun. Uh, Thanks, bye. bud. All right. The, You'll be able to grow it. I will? Okay. Yeah, well, I was thinking of you when we put that on the market. My goodness. I'm, I'm, I'm flattered. Because it'll do well in containers. Uh, yeah. People is... that like to grow tomatoes in containers, like cherry tomatoes or grape tomatoes and in containers, this is going to be a perfect plant for them. Oh, good. Okay. 
I'm looking forward to it. And it looks like it out yields to the 968 in the short run. Which is pretty incredible. Yeah, pretty incredible. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Yesterday, uh, when Trace walked up, he was talking about the questions that they've been getting in the nursery, and uh, he said they've been getting a, uh, getting a lot of questions on bark lice. Uh, yeah, that's right. Bark lice, and uh, we, did, we didn't mention that, but it's in, in uh, Neil Spears' Uh, question and answer column uh, yesterday's paper that said uh, somebody wrote in and said my trees, trunks uh, trees, trunk and limbs have been covered with webs in just a few days what is it? and uh, Neil he he talked about uh, he didn't know really what it was he didn't, they didn't send him a picture but he, he said one of the possibilities was bark lice, and uh, these are an unusual t- type of insect that forms tight webs against tree trunks and branches. They're basically beneficial, so no controls are needed. And so, uh, people see that uh, that webbing on the on the trunks of trees, and uh, they think it's maybe doing some harm to the tree, but it's not. They they're just hanging out. On, on the barks of the tree, and uh, it's, it's called it's actually called bark lice. I don't know if I I think I've got some pictures of that on plantanswers.com. Yeah, uh, quite a few years ago, we yeah. had, like everybody was calling us about right, bark lice. Right, right. So I I think I took some pictures of that. That after several years, you forget what you put you know, on there. You've taken a lot of pictures. Yeah. yeah. So you're to be forgiven for that. Uh. Anyway, somebody uh, had a uh, said they had a 20-year-old live oak removed, and its roots were protruding above the soil and starting to head toward the foundation. Now I'm I'm at a dilemma with these people were wondering about the roots getting in the foundation. We get that a lot. Yeah, we get that a lot, and it doesn't make sense. A root is going to seek out uh, water, moisture, and right. nutrients. And under the foundation of a house, unless there's a leak, yeah, unless or unless leak, it's pure and beam, it's not, it's not going to go under the house. But I don't know why people are so uh, excited yeah. about that. Well, that's kind of interesting. I mean, I don't know. Can you recall any time in your history where you've actually seen no? So, okay, so let's say you planted, so people ask us about trees that, that seem to have very small root type things. Maybe a lot of them, like, I don't know, I guess crepe myrtle has big roots or small? Yeah, fairly small. All right, so compared to an oak. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, if, oak. so if you planted an oak besides the fact that it would hit the house, yeah. next to the house, would the, uh, I guess, oaks, the oak roots push up like sidewalks and stuff. Oh yeah, but but, the, but see that there's moisture under the sidewalks. Oh, so they, but on the foundation of a house, we're talking about does roots grow under the foundation in the foundation of a house under a foundation of a house, and if so, why would they grow under there? 
So have you, you ever seen one anymore? Leak. Sure. I've seen them. Le- I've seen leaks under there, and you've. Uh, yeah, if you got leaks. Yeah, well, what, if you got leaks in a you know like under that that five years of drought period. Gosh, yeah. leaks, leaks seem so fragile. It wouldn't seem like they would go under the leaks. Oh, oh gosh. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Thanks for picking onions, up on onions, that. Yeah, onions. I was ignoring it. Oh, but that, yeah. And, uh, of course, a leak under a foundation is a tough thing to deal with. Too. Yeah. So, but without leaks, have you ever seen like uh, roots get up there and push up the foundation or break it up or make it? I, ha- I haven't. I don't remember seeing it, but I'm. It's. It's been done. I'm sure. I've seen them do driveways, yeah, and sidewalks, patios. Yeah, but yeah. see, Marsha can get onto those. Yeah, or the, yeah, and they're cu- or cutting across the corner. They're just running. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. So maybe that'll be a question for next week. If you've ever had roots that have uh, damaged Busted your foundation, up your foundation. Yeah, we want to know about it. Teach us. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Sewer lines, cesspools. Yeah. Oh, when the roots get into the cesspools? I mean, they'll the, get uh, the, uh, the, especially if they're malfunctioning. The septic tanks? Yeah, septic tanks. Yeah, yeah I've, heard, I've heard people complain about that. In fact, don't you put something in yeah, you to kind of get it so it's a non-friendly atmosphere for the roots to grow into? All right. And then we used to have, uh, and this I bet this happens with saws a lot, we used to have um, the little sewer pipes that led out from the house. And uh, this was an old house, and the roots would get in that, and you were supposed to dump something right. in your toilet or something. Remember to the old uh, red rock, tile, rock, red yeah. tile lines, yeah. Yeah, yeah blue rock sure. or something they call it. Oh, yeah, and boy, they like that. They'll bust that thing up in a second. <laughs> but anyway, all right. they after that water in there. Yeah, no, I know. How do they know it's in there? That water <laughs> and nutrients. Yeah. Well, um, maybe, maybe. Um, um, somebody, their, their son-in-law, uh, Evelyn's son, son-in-law. Maybe mm. he's got a secret ingredient there you that go. he's using. Mm. All right. We always tell people to quit eating so many enchiladas when that happens. To the, to the no, we don't. Uh, all that Jerry may. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ernest is on the line at three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Maybe he's got either he's got a question or he's going to help us out with this. Hi, Ernest. Welcome to Millburgers yeah, Gardening. Sir. Got a question on tomatoes. I got some early girls that are still going, and okay. uh, the seeds are green inside the right uh, tomatoes, and right. it's not like you know you see it where the stink bugs uh, damage at times, but this is all the way around. What causes that? For the the seed the seed to be green. Uh huh. And okay. the tomatoes right. I've seen some with even uh, roots on them. Yeah, that that uh, that didn't show up until uh, later on in the season, right? Your first tomatoes right. didn't have that problem. Right. Uh-huh. That, that's a that's a uh, stress, a plant stress, because of the heat and and the water water restrictions on uptake, and okay. uh, that that causes the fruit to. Develop slower, and and some, sometimes you'll have Almost. You'll, you'll have a, a, a fruit that's smaller than than you know normally been picking, but because of the plant stress, it's an older fruit. Yeah, 
It's almost okay. like it's it's abandoned the yeah. seed in the interior. But there's no, there's nothing. Uh, 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 did they all? Did a lot of them do that, or just just a few? Yeah, uh, maybe five percent at the most. Oh, okay. Okay. And uh, they, they're getting smaller now. I guess that's just stress and all, too. I've right, got on drip right. irrigation. Right. I've got the plants are. What's that? 100, yeah. 100 degrees temperatures will do that, too. Yeah. yeah. No, ma- no matter what kind of water you're putting on them, uh, yeah. or drip irrigation or flood irrigation or whatever, how you're watering them, when it get when it gets so hot in the in the daytime and the nighttime, they yeah. cannot uptake enough night enough water to uh, to produce a, a healthy fruit, uh, but, you know, normal fruit. No tomato hornworms this year either, like the guy had said earlier, which yeah. is unbelievable. That's that's weird. <laughs> and how are your stink bugs? Very few. Hmm. Very That's few. True. I I used seven out there one time. It's the only thing I used in the garden this year, and uh, hadn't seen much. Uh, grasshoppers beginning to get some tomatoes now. Yeah, uh, I haven't. I, I don't think the grasshoppers are as bad as they have been in the past either. No, no. I was thinking they might be just coming over late though, because there's a lot of little ones out there right now. Uh oh. That's not a good thing. Can't get any of that, uh, all the granules that we normally put out. Y'all didn't have any last time I was out there. Uh, NOLO? Yeah. They call it NOLO, don't they? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to find. Okay, well, it's it's about time to yank them out and start fall gardening. Yeah, there you All go. Right. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for calling. Thanks, Bye. Ernest. Bye, Ernest. All right, Calvin, you want to do, we got about a minute and a half. You want to talk real quickly about the uh, corn? Yeah, on, mon- on um, Monday from noon to 1 p.m. and uh, shirts, the Guadalupe AgriLife Ma- and Master Gardeners are going to be offering a, a gardening course on uh, plants for the dry and shade, and that's at the... Uh, Guadalupe County office building. Uh, then on August 8th, the uh, Master Gardener class in Guadalupe County is going to start. It's on Tuesday afternoons, 1245 to 445, and that's going to be in Seguin. And if you want more information on that, go to the AgriLife website or go to the Guadalupe Master Gardeners, and it'll tell you how to, how to uh, sign up. And there is a $190 check charge for all the handouts and everything but great training a great organization so check them out all right we're going to say goodbye for today on behalf of the docs thanks to carlo back at the station doing a great job and thanks to you of course for listening we're back here next saturday and sunday three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.